Welcome to the Kaz and Julie show. I think she misspoke. It's the Julian Kaz show. It's it's clearly rolling off the tongue better as the Kaz and Julie show. But whatever. <laughs> we are two health and wellness fanatics from different backgrounds. I am a registered massage therapist and energy healer and owner of Key Health and Wellness in Whitby. And I am a health and nutrition coach with a little bit of yoga offerings uh, at Balanced Life with Julie. And together, we are going to tackle some common or maybe uncommon health and wellness topics from the viewpoint of each of our professions. So join us as each week we offer advice, information, comical opinions on a variety of subjects. Frivolity. Today is going to be an interesting one as we fight it out about organic versus non-organic, meat versus no meat. Mm -hmm. Round one, ting, ting, here we go. (laughs) All right. Organic versus non. Yes. So I'm going to throw it out there. I've I've never done like crazy research about organic versus non-organic. Um, so you'll clearly have me on a disadvantage there because I know that you research everything, which I actually really <laughs> admire about you. But I find I'm I'm so kind of like, is the organic thing really true or is it just BS and everyone's jumped on the bandwagon as so often happens, mm-hmm. especially when... Unfortunately, this world is becoming so contaminated. Is organic really as organic as we think it is? Or is it more just they throw that label on there so they can make $5 more for a tomato? Tomato? Or tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... Maybe because I'm not organic, my words are all wrong. That could be. (laughs) So there's a few things going on in sort of farming, one of the things to always keep in mind that soil quality is not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, a conventionally grown tomato, tomato, doesn't have the same nutrient content as a tomato that was grown 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. Because there's been so much degradation in the soil, especially like with the use of pesticides and herbicides and glyphosate in particular, which is a whole other topic Mm -hmm. we'll have to talk about another day. And thank you, Monsanto. Anyway, Anyway, um, so over, like if we just look at the nutrient content, organic food has better nutrient content. It's actually also the best way to avoid GMO crops because organic foods, organic crops are never GMO, mm-hmm. right? And that's a big problem in the in the food supply right now is the GMO crops that are grown. Though, mind you, most of the GMO corn and soy that's grown is actually fed to livestock. So there's that. But if you're someone who eats meat and especially factory farm meat, then you are eating that GMO corn and soy. Mm-hmm. And so that's something to keep in mind. Um, organ like because everything in our environment is connected, like organic farms, you know, the food is better, the the quality, the nutrient quality is better. But you know, if you have like acid rain falling down from the sky, then whatever chemicals are in that rain are obviously going to impact that produce, mm-hmm. right? So nature is connected, which humans love to forget. So is organic food going to be 100% free of pesticides and residues? No, but it's going to be a lot better than uh, conventionally grown produce. And you actually also want to be 
eating food that is grown in the ground versus grown in greenhouses because there's something about connecting the roots of the plant, connecting to the soil and going into the actual ground versus just being in some artificially created environment. Mm -hmm. So So I know my sister is a health and safety inspector with the government, and I know that she's been to a few organic, uh, like certified organic, because you have to jump through a lot of hoops Mm -hmm. to become an actual certified organic farmer. Um, And there's different stages of mm -hmm. certification. So I understand that there there is this process. So they have to actually prove that they're doing this. But I don't know the step. Like once they've got this certification, mm-hmm. whether they're just like, uh-huh, and then they. Well, <laughs> I mean, I would GMO. think that with more and more people becoming interested in the quality of food, that um, you know, the farms that are certified organic have an interest in making sure that they maintain that certification because if they lose it, then it's really, really problematic because then you kind of get dumped into the same uh, lump as all of the other conventionally grown food, which, you know, if you're an organic farm, then people are going to come to you. Like I seek out organic. Mm -hmm. So then you lose business. So I I think like overwhelmingly you want to, if you're somebody who's producing organic produce, you actually want to make sure that you're you know, staying in line with whatever the steps are, as well as, um, you know, making sure that, you know, that you're being transparent about your process. And so organic growth, does that occur more in greenhouses so that they're getting away from no. the environmental factor or they can still, just because I know the toxicity levels in the soil, it must be so hard to keep them. There is a movement for regenerative agriculture that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been to farms that have sh- shifted over from, say, uh, raising cattle to switching to organic far- uh, farming, and their field, their their all their produce is in the field. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm wondering why they're so much more expensive when it seems to be more of a natural process, so they're eliminating, say, chemicals used in things. I haven't looked at the pricing structure, so I'd have Mm -hmm. to do some research on that. That's usually my biggest deciding factor. I have a family, I own my own business, so I'm looking at things. A stalk of celery is like, well, it used to be like 99 cents, and then you look at the organic one and it's like $4, so Mm -hmm. it's an easy thing for me not really factoring in the health benefits. Well, the thing you have to think about is paying now versus paying later, Mm -hmm. right? So in the short term, if you're buying conventionally grown produce, it's going to cost less. But in the long term, there are health implications. So those you may end up paying for later in terms of dealing with some illness or having to take medications. And so, you know, there's a cost benefit analysis you have to do. And also certain times of the year, it's really hard to get certain uh, things organic. It Mm -hmm. just is like we live in a Northern climate. So you have to kind of think, think about that as well. I would say overwhelmingly, I think we're about 80 to 90% organic. Like there are some things that I just can't find organic, Mm -hmm. but I do my best. Right. Um, So it's I think it's a it, it's it can be an individual choice, but you also have to understand that there are definitely nutrition 
things at play. Like mm-hmm. conventionally grown produce just isn't as nutrient dense. Right. I used to grow, like I had a little uh, garden in my backyard and I grew some stuff. And I would have to agree that taste-wise, it tastes much better when you grow it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like it just tastes fresher. And even if I go to the farmer's market, I'm like, these are the most delicious things I've ever had. Yeah. So that's definitely an option in the summertime is like to grow your own produce. It's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward. I know lots of people who do it. You say it's pretty straightforward unless you're me who's like, why will this not grow? And I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you're pressuring it? <laughs> Maybe. That could be it. You're watching it too uh, much? Exactly. I don't know. The rabbits got my kale this year. so mm. I grew broccoli one year, which I was very impressed about. Broccoli is Broccoli awesome. is like very tricky to grow. One day it's like, I'm almost ready. And the next day it's flowered and gone bad. <laughs> That's like avocados. So that the end of me eating broccoli. <laughs> broccoli is so good for you. I know. Good protein. So then let's move on to meat versus no meat. I don't even know if we're going to have time for this one. Let's go. Let's see. So I am, I'm definitely of the belief that humans should eat meat. I think our ancestors ate meat. Um, It was nowhere near to the extent that we eat nowadays, which is, you know, every friggin' meal, there's Mm got to be meat in it. Um, So I know that you live a vegan lifestyle and you're very much an animal activist, which is wonderful. Um, So what do you say to people that, especially when you have clients, Mm-hmm. that might come in and say, I want to do something else, but I'm not giving up meat. So if I were to only follow the nutritional recommendations, mm-hmm. the recommendation for meat is like 10% of the diet. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Which looks like what on your plate? Which would look like a quarter. And it definitely wouldn't be every single meal. So you would have to think about how much food do I eat in a week? Only 10% of that could come from an animal. Mm. So that's one way to look at it. Um, from a strictly health standpoint, like th- what if I look at how meat-heavy and dairy-heavy people's diets are, as well as full of chemicals and additives and sugar and processed foods, those diets overwhelmingly lead to obesity and heart disease and type 2 diabetes and various cancers, especially colorectal cancers. And so the diet that has, you know, reversed heart disease has been a whole foods plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between vegan and whole foods plant-based. A vegan diet can still be highly processed, which again is not healthy. But if you're looking at eating whole foods and that are plant-based, then you can reverse a whole number of illnesses like type 2 diabetes and heart disease. So that's those are some of the research studies that I look at out of places like the Cleveland Clinic and Cornell and USC and all of those universities that do research. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I have a client who's like, you know, pretty set on having meat, my goal would be to have them consume less of it. Right. Because most people who eat a lot of meat don't get enough fiber. They don't get enough vitamins or minerals or antioxidants or phytonutrients. And that's what's causing all of their ailments mm-hmm. because meat is highly inflammatory. Right. So, and there's also a difference between the iron that's in meat versus the iron that's in vegetables, which is a whole other topic. I might do a video on that soon. 
Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things to keep in mind. Now, we've been heavily marketed to. We've oh. been convinced that mm-hmm. we need to have meat three times a day in order to survive. But I have been meat-free for years, and look at me. Exactly. I'm totally surviving. You're not transparent. And thriving. So um, I think you know we have to be willing to look at some of our habits and to see, okay, if I'm getting sick, what's going on? Right. You know, what's really going on versus what of what do I think is going on? I agree in the sense that cutting down meat is quite important. I feel as if we've moved into this era where it's like meat, 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 cheese, cheese, cheese. Whenever I go to a restaurant, sometimes it's very hard to find anything that has no meat in it. Mm-hmm. Because everything, it, it, you're right, it's like it gets structured around the meat. Mm-hmm. And so when I say I, I agree that humans should eat meat, I do. I think our ancestors would have eaten meat when they could hunt it and get it. There were times where they wouldn't have meat, so they mm-hmm. didn't have it in the abundance that we have it. I think that's my issue or my problem right now is that it's so widely available and so processed Mm -hmm. that it's just taken away any sort of nutritional value. Well, factory farm meat has very low nutritional value Mm. because those animals are given antibiotics to keep them healthy enough to get to slaughter. Mm -hmm. And their food has all kinds of things in it that we wouldn't necessarily be eating. So there's that. It's low quality meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have to look at the fact that the way the meat is grown in these big farms that have a huge environmental impact. Mm-hmm. So even if you're not an animal lover, you have to look at the environmental devastation that's going on. And the UN IP, IPCC report that came out in August highlights that, that humans have to switch to a primarily plant-based diet. Mm -hmm. They didn't say no meat. They say primarily plant-based. Right. And I would say that, you know, for people who are diehard meat eaters, like you want to drop it down like to 10%. (laughs) That would be the goal. Right. Well, I would love to talk about this more Mm -hmm. and to get other people's opinion. What do you guys think of the meat, no meat, organic, no organic? Mm -hmm. Let us know. You can reach out to us on social media, on this, anytime. Follow us on our next one. Ciao for now. Ciao. This show has been produced by podcastexpert.ca.